this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. That's why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. It's Wednesday, 28 June, year of our Lord, 2023. Got a lot to get to to today. Uh, And I want to start with Brian Costello. Brian, uh, you made the front page of the Sequoia story, made the front page of the Wall Street Journal. If if Memphis can can pull that up, I think we've got, uh, we can show that. Brian, talk to us about this article. A lot's gone on. My phone's been blown up in the last two days you've gone on. There it is right there, the Wall Street Journal, page one story. Uh, already people, because McCarthy had a very bad day on Wall Street yesterday. The they've um, CNN has said they call or MSNBC. He groveled to Trump after he, uh, you know, he said Trump wasn't the best candidate. Uh, then he groveled to Trump and got a puff piece written uh, with some quotes and exclusive over at Breitbart. But he groveled to Trump to apologize. And then his henchman we talked about last hour, Paul Ryan, came out and said Trump was dangerous. Uh, Trump could win, and that was dangerous for the country. So um, this elite in the Republican Party is is quickly closing ranks. Brian, give us an update on this story. It's starting to metastasize now. We know there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes. Talk to us about uh, Sequoia Capital finally had their debut here in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, Steve, I don't don't know if uh, House Speaker McCarthy's having a better day today because he's with Kevin Turner in Ohio. So. Not Kevin, not Kevin, not Kevin. Hang on, Uh, hang on, hang on. It's Mike Turner. Mike Turner. Mike Turner. Mike Turner. Sorry, Mike Turner. So, in Ohio today. I should know that. Now. So what is he? That's a very important element of the story. What is he doing with Mike Turner out in uh, out in Ohio today? Mike Turner is the head of the Republican head of the Intelligence Committee that shut down the investigation into Sequoia. They Walk us through. Some, why, why is it important? They're at some sort uh, Weinstraub, who's on uh, Representative Weinstraub, who's on the Intelligence Committee and one of the higher ranking members is uh uh, there too. Uh, there at some ceremony, coincidentally, in Ohio today, as as the Sequoia cover up and the House Intel with Turner breaks, as you know, McCarthy's getting rung through the the mill because of a bunch of Turner's actions uh, related to one of his top donors. It's just coincidental that they're there today. I don't, I don't know what ceremony they're actually at, Steve, but they're at some opening of something. Talk, 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 talk to me. Talk to me about when you say he's being rung through the. The ringer is being put through the ringer because of activities related to his biggest donor, Sequoia Capital, and the cover-up. Walker, I want our audience to understand Sequoia Capital, McCarthy, what they did, and what's the cover-up. Let's connect. Let's lay out the building blocks and then connect them. Yeah. So, like as you as you covered on your show, Steve, it was it was an open secret in in Washington that America's preeminent venture firm, Sequoia Capital. The guy running their Chinese fund, but also one of the global stewards of the whole firm, was a guy named Neil Shen, who works for the Chinese government. So there was a lot of concern as the invest the investments were going more and more directly towards weapons and things that impacted our national security. The the risk of the flow of capital to investments was uh, uh, getting more and more questioned in terms of the profit everybody was making. 
So there were two investigations going on. Nunez opened after the Russia hoax investigation, put the whole team that was remaining there, uh, Colonel Harvey, Colonel Pappas, other folks, it was the team that Cash was on, on the China investigation uh, to look at how Wall Street was using, uh, or how the CCP was using Wall Street in China. And it's actually interesting, Steve. You see in the news today, she's going directly to the business leaders now because he doesn't isn't getting what he wa necessarily wants from the U.S. government. I don't know if it isn't what he gets wants. He doesn't respect him enough to even deal with him. He knows who ru who's running the country, and it's the folks in their the folks stuff in the politicians' pockets. So he's going directly to the business community today. So Nunes and Harvey, ahead of the curve again, were investigating this. In parallel, the SEC should have been investigating Gary Gensler, who was Hillary Clinton's CFO of her campaign, signing the checks for the Russia hoax, uh, is now the chairman of the Securities Exchange Commission. He should have been investigating Shen from Sequoia with two associates and a number of claims that I brought to the SEC. And then there should have been a third investigation, which is the FBI and the DOJ, which was ongoing. So there were three investigations kind of happening in parallel. So back to your question about Turner, when Nunes left, Turner shut down the investigation. He walked the team that did the Russia hoax investigation and uncovered the weaponization of the Department of, Department of Justice and Intelligence community out the door. He shut the China investigation down. Sequoia never responded to the questionnaire. And Doug Leone and his wife from Sequoia started becoming McCarthy's top donor. And I don't know, and I believe two of McCarthy's people were briefed on the Sequoia investigation. And I know I sent an email to one of them over a year ago warning them that I was a source for a House Intel investigation. And this is one of McCarthy's direct reports that handles national security and that they should be very careful with the money they were taking from Sequoia. I never received Hold a response. Stop. That's a hang on. Hang on, that's a bombshell. Stop. You're saying that you went, and this is after. So people have to understand, there are three lines of inquiry here. One, there's a House intel, and this is the reason Nunez, and you go back in time, was starting to actually have some public hearings. The whole formation of Mike Gallagher's, the, the, China, the Select Committee on China, came out of public hearings that uh, Devin Nunez was doing in regards to China. Internally, they said, we really got to ramp this investigation up from the House Intel side. And what he did is he deputized Pappas and Colonel Harvey, his top two guys, to really get serious about this. What they did is first, they looked around, they talked, and they it's quite, because as Costello said, it's an open secret. What they I mean, did is they sent a letter of inquiry to, to go ahead, they sent a letter of inquiry to, to Sequoia, in addition the SEC should have had something with all the securities violations, and the FBI DOJ was doing something. But the bombshell so, here, as you said, you went directly to you went directly to the direct report for national security for McCarthy, and you told them that they that about the House Intel investigation they shouldn't shut it down, and about taking money from Sequoia. Yeah, I was a source for the investigation. I was there. Who uh, anybody who needed it to provide them the information to help the country and that I saw that Sequoia was now making donations to McCarthy and that they should be very careful with that. There's claims sitting. And people need to know, uh, Steve, the, the House Intel and the China Committee are select committees. So Speaker McCarthy 
appoints directly who's running those and who's on the committees. They're not, they don't go through the standard committee process. And <laughs> here's another one for your show. Uh, and I actually think he's doing really good work. But after Colonel Harvey and I were on Fox in November, um, and some of the Sequoia news started to break, Maria asked uh, Representative Gallagher, who's running the China Committee, about Sequoia. And we can probably get this clip at some point. But what he said was, we're doing some, we did some really good work in the House Intel Committee on that. Well, if the really good work is shutting down the investigation and letting Sequoia be the only firm that didn't respond, what's bad work? Talk about their arrogance about not responding. I think Harvey sent him two letters, two letters of inquiry to turn over the following documents or he'd be subpoenaed. They don't even answer. What they their answer is to pay Kevin McCarthy to send and, and people understand it's not McCarthy. Yeah. They've got a whole cash flow they have a whole cash flow machine under Mike Marinz that goes right to Democrats. In fact they give well, ten times more to Democrats than they give to Republicans. So now we do know responded, right? He wrote checks to McCarthy and they Don Vieira from Sequoia. Uh, who used to be in the National Security Division under Monaco, and before that, he was actually one of the counsels for Hipsy, so he knows the process and the importance of that in terms of protecting the country really well. Don Vieira, Sequoia's you know, uh, chief lieutenant in Washington, is he, he changed his title, chief legal officer, public policy officer. He started meeting with the National Security folks. So when House Intel was going to do a criminal referral, was going to get subpoena power, uh, and has subpoena power when McCarthy became speaker and the House flipped in January. Sequoia doesn't respond. They start writing checks to McCarthy, one of the principals from Sequoia. Um, and they start doing, there's all sorts of other stuff, Steve, in terms of Moritz does to the Democrats with his nonprofits, uh, you know, funding the demise of the, uh, the China program at the DOJ and all these other things through the ACLU and through these vehicles they use. And that, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's unpack that right now. What do you mean what Moritz does? Because so, here's so the thing. This this is people, senior people in our government. This is the elites in our country that are in bed and business partners with the Chinese Communist Party. It has sold us out for money. Walk me through Moritz. So so Sequoia was is basically, it has a partnership structure because it's a venture firm, but it's basically, it's been run for years by two people. Michael Moritz, who's a big uh, left-leaning Democrat, and Leone, who's supposed to be a, a, a Republican. So they spread their donations to both sides, right? So Moritz has a Moritz lives in San Francisco, a couple houses away from uh, former Speaker Pelosi. Runs in the same concentric circles as Pelosi and Feinstein in San Francisco with the big tech elite. He has a four point two billion dollar nonprofit called Crankstart. So what he does is his China investments directly with his personal money into Sequoia's China's fund flow back into this nonprofit, and people can validate this. You can go on ProPublica and you can get Crankstarts 990 and you can see his Sequoia China investments and the return and how they flow back. So Moritz gets this money back tax-free, I might add. So Biden's out yelling about the rich paying taxes today when one of his top donors in the 2020 election has a slush fund for the Democratic Party with uh, China blood money coming into a San Francisco nonprofit tax-free. Um, he then writes checks. He's the largest donor to the ACLU from a private foundation. And then the ACLU starts lobbying the DOJ to end the China initiative. So the ACLU, I thought it'd stand for American. I think the C maybe should stand for China now uh, instead of civil. The, the money coming from that, and Moritz put in 20, 
$20 million that we know of into the ACLU as part of a $300 million campaign from his you know, friends. So the ACLU then starts lobbying to end the DOJ China Initiative. The DOJ China Initiative, when Matt Olson, who works for Monaco and Garland and runs the National Security Division now, announces he's ending it, he references uh, pressure from civil liberties unions, like the, he didn't mention specifically the ACLU, and pressure from universities uh, to end, end the China Initiative. So you literally have, you know, Moritz from Sequoia funding Democratic woke programs in San Francisco. He's already funding Newsom, right? Uh, doing this all tax-free out of his nonprofit foundation that's paid for with China money. There's a lot there, Steve. I don't know if you want me to I want. I want usually, no, I, usually I, have me slow down on no, something. No, no, no. It's fantastic. The China Initiative, when DOJ announced it, what, AC, the ACLU complaint, about the China and the China initiative was a lot more talk than action. I mean, they're rolling up some right. professors, some guys that so, did GMOs. It's all performative, but at least it was something. What is their complaint against the China? Right. Initiative? I mean, I, I have the I have the, I have the timing on this. So Ray did a speech on uh, January 28th at the Reagan Institute 2022, and he talked about how bad China was. And I believe at that point he knew the DOJ and the Biden administration were ending the China program, because the FBI really can't prosecute anything without the DOJ support. And I believe that was actually, I give, well, I would have resigned over it if they were ending something I didn't think they should end like that. But he just decided to do a speech over it. He did a speech over it on the 28th. So when I walked in a couple days later into the FBI Washington field office revealing these claims, I thought I was going to, you know, uh, receive a round of applause and an exception, not a, not a buried investigation from DOJ main justice, because Ray was out talking about how important this was. And what we had also showed with Shen is he runs the Yale Center Beijing. He's one of the top uh, donors to Yale. His number two is very involved in, wait for it, UPenn uh, at Sequoia. Uh, some of his business associates have actually been documented donors to UPenn. And they're also the uh, at Stanford, the Center for Human and Artificial Intelligence is a friend of Shen's. It's a Sequoia endowed professorship from a, a Chinese national from Tsinghua, Tsinghua University, Fei Fei Li, who's, uh, you know, was infamous for being on the board of directors and uh, at Twitter and a bunch of things that she did when she was at Google in terms of writing a letter criticizing the Department of Defense. So she's actually the Sequoia endowed professor. So. Here you have Shen has used his tentacles investing in companies to penetrate into some of our top universities. Um, and, and, and here's another one. In 2017, Steve, uh, Jake Sullivan gave a speech at the Yale Center Beijing. And I believe he was probably paid for by Shen in that group at the Yale Center Beijing to give that speech. It was in December 2017 when he was sitting on the bench at Yale. But when those show up in the financial disclosures, they don't show up as Yale China payments, Yale Center Beijing. They show up as Yale payments. So they look innocuous. So you got people in the administration who are making money from this, who are now in the position to actually have to pursue crimes. In your theory of the case, this is why there's been no pursuit of this. Do you believe in the response you've gotten in just this initial Wall Street Journal article? I already know, and I can tell you from the Republican I, side, there's a lot of heat being put on McCarthy, a lot of heat being put on Turner. What, what's your overall 
a belief have, in the story. I have, I have three theories on why nothing's being done. I mean, I know why nothing's being done on the Republican side, because the complexity of Sequoia being a McCarthy donor. Uh, why the DOJ, the FBI, the SEC aren't doing their job. I believe a compromised president, they've been instructed to go soft on China to maintain the economic relations. I believe this involves their actual political donors. And they don't want to upset the donors. You know, some of the money they get from donors flows from their China returns. And the third thing I believe is that, um, you know, we have this Chinese artificial intelligence platform in our country called TikTok that can deliver content based on learning about users. That becomes very important in an election to be able to, you know, push out Trump indicted again, Trump indicted again, Trump bad, Trump bad. Oh, look at Biden's great policies. Look at Biden's great policies. Look no, at- no, 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 no. The reason, by the way, the reason they were as close as they were in 2022 is 100% TikTok. Uh, 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 you know, Matt Gates can walk you right through that. It doesn't need to be the future. In 22, the reason they closed some of these these seats around, you know, abortion, around the Dodds decision, uh, the Dodds decision was because of uh, TikTok. They're, they've already used TikTok. TikTok was used to reach all these young women and to reach all these, that's why they had this big turnout in colleges. They've already weaponized TikTok. 100%. Yeah, I mean, the day, the, day, the, day uh, talk- we got- the, day, the day they were talking about banning it, in a, and Warner introduced this bogus bill that he knew would never get through, just to look like he was tough on China and Senate Intel, that he knew would never get through. Biden actually had TikTok influencers in the White House. Not just TikTok influencers. That TikTok had transgendered TikTok influencers. The, the ultimate demise of Bud Light was sitting there right in the Oval Office with him. So... Yeah, there's, um, a huge, there's, a, there's a huge issue here, too, Steve. And it's like, OK, these influencers, are they paying them or are they providing free services to a campaign, which is an election violation? Yeah. Uh, Brian, how do people get to you for your content? Because I can tell you the, the Wall Street Journal article is starting to metastasize. Also, there is a lot of heat coming on from McCarthy about what's going on here. And Mike Turner. Uh, this yeah, investigation, House Intel, will be re-kicked off. They can't they can't because this is now going to. This is now going to slide into criminal activity uh, by oh, yeah. them. They have, a, they, have a China so, uh, they have a China committee now, Steve. What's the China committee doing? What's judiciary doing? Yes. Yes. Uh, not much. China committee is okay, but it's like geostrategic. We, we got to get down into the weeds on this. The uh, Brian, where do people get you? Uh, on Twitter, BP Costello. I hope, as I said, I hope you have uh, plenty of good security because you are really out there on a limb right now, sir. That's, you've done a great service for your country. Hey, not but as much. You've rattled the cages of very powerful. Yeah, well, I know I've talked to some people in the military, and I think they have my back. So I would, if I'm going to have someone defending me, I want it to be the American military. So the guys who talk to me, remember that. Okay, well, we're going to hold them to that. Uh, Costello, great job. Not, not your the hero. One. The real one, the real one. Thank you, Thank you, Steve. Thank you, brother. Um, we're going to stay on this story. It's unacceptable. Let me just re- reiterate. Mike Turner, Republican from Ohio, is taking his marching orders from McCarthy. They have waived all this because they took money from Sequoia. And that is just one-tenth of what the problem is. Mike Moritz and the Sequoia guy has been funneling money into the Democratic Party, including into the ACLU. That was one of the big uh, instruments to get uh, DOJ to, and FBI to stop the, the little bit of the China initiative. Remember when Barr and Ray gave those speeches, I would put them up about how they're going to get aggressive on China and how China was the number one enemy of the United States, the Chinese Communist Party. That initiative, which 
didn't do great things. It, you know, it rolled up some associate professors and, and rolled up some individuals, but at least it started putting a spotlight on this issue. Nope, they uh, shut it down because of pressure, quote unquote, from uh, um, civil rights groups. When this is not a civil rights issue, remember it's the Chinese people, it's Lao Beijing, that are enslaved by the CCP. And the people here that will tell you, like the new federal state of China and others, are saying you have to take down the CCP because they're a dangerous criminal operation. And we see this from the Ministry of State Security and what they're putting up in Manhattan and other cities around the world. They put their own police stations up. Of course, the DOJ knew that for years and looked the other way until they had to have a counter for rolling up Miles Grow, the one whistleblower we ever had at the highest levels that knew about what the Chinese Communist Party were doing and, and the one that was giving all the information. Now, of course, He's rolled up into prison uh, and not out until his uh, trial. Of course, all these other guys walk free. That's, it's not, it, this is a completely rigged game and is rigged by money from the Chinese Communist Party. The Chinese Communist Party must be taken down. And anybody that's been a collaborator with them must be tried for treason, okay? Because they know what's going on and they're in the employ of the Chinese Communist Party. Melissa Ray, your podcast has been on fire. Really special tomorrow. I think it's at one o'clock. Once you talked about it, you're, you, you've got a courageous reporter up there uh, in Minneapolis that has written kind of a blockbuster book on the uh, on the unfortunate situation we had in was it June of uh, of twenty twenty, ma'am. Yeah, three years ago already. You know, thanks for having me back, Steve. So I'm the co-host of the Hope Report show. We stream live five days a week on Lindell TV, Frank Speech, YouTube, all social media platforms. But I've really been, here I am in the Twin Cities in this mecca of crime and social unrest. And I've been captivated, really, and burdened by the whole process, the whole George Floyd situation, namely the process of really making Derek Chauvin the sacrificial lamb for all all social unrest that's happened historically. And I learned about Liz Collin. I mean, I knew about her. She's a, a Minnesota reporter. I'm from Minnesota. I was a reporter in the late 90s and early 2000s. And I followed Liz's career for a while. And I learned more about her story in Candace Owens' documentary on George Floyd, the, the biggest lie ever sold, talking about what happened to Liz and her husband, um, former police Lieutenant Bob Kroll. And she was actually, you know, she was a really familiar face here in the Twin Cities. And it's just terrible what happened to her, how the, the mob, the woke mob nearly destroyed them. But she wrote an explosive book about this whole situation. She is a real truth teller. The book is called They're Lying, the Media, the Left and the Death of George Floyd. So we're just, we're just really excited to have Liz on tomorrow to talk about her new book. She's been canvassing the state and really, I think, throughout the country doing interviews so we'll we'll have her on tomorrow at 1 Eastern for the Hope Report. You can find us anywhere, social media, Mike Lindell's channels. But the book is really going to reveal some cover-ups, collusion, hidden political connections in Minneapolis. It And I'm, I just really admire Liz for her courage. And it tells the truth about the media and the left and really how we've all been lied to. So I couldn't be more excited to have Liz on. And I've admired her career. And just thrilled to talk to her. I mean, we know about the corruption with BLM and about the $80 million raised after George Floyd's death. It really used to pour millions into trans causes and buy mansions and other dubious causes. So um, it's going to be amazing to talk to Liz tomorrow. I hope everyone will join Jason Perry and me at 1 Eastern for the Hope Report. We're just, we're so blessed by Mike Lindell to be able to have this internet TV show. And it's grown from 
three days a week to now we're we're streaming live five days a week. We have powerful testimonies of people who have overcome addiction or other strongholds in their lives. And we're interested in, in broadcasting truth, really, and having people tell their stories and share share truth and biblical truth. We also do some topicals, biblical discussions. So come and check us out. We're so thrilled to have Liz and also many other exciting guests coming up for our powerful summer. And we're looking forward to Mike Lindell's summit coming up in August. You know, it's been, I haven't been seeing Mike as much lately as he's been canvassing the country and, you know, being the true patriot that he is. So I'm looking forward to seeing him in person next month at the election crime summit happening in Springfield, Missouri. So maybe I'll get to see you there too, Steve, hopefully. But check out the Lindell. We're definitely going to be there. We're going to be broadcasting there for two days. Really, Liz's story is is amazing. This book is kind of a blockbuster. I'm really excited about watching tomorrow when you guys have her on, and we'd love to have her on. You should tell her. Uh, we'd love yeah, to have I her will. on War Room because it's very powerful. And I think it kind of goes against what so people think it's all the Minnesota nice and this Floyd oh, yeah. thing, what happened. And next thing you know, next thing you know, you're exposing corruption because there's something not right up there. Real quickly, I want to talk about the network. I've got about 90 seconds. Oh. Walk okay, me through, great. because this is a Christian-based network. Talk, talk about your recovery network. Just give us a minute on that and about why the, the power of prayer and the power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is so important to this. Yes, thank you so much, Steve, for the opportunity. So I mentioned I was a news reporter for many years. After that, I got into addiction counseling, which paralleled my story of addiction recovery. And then I met Mike Lindell five years ago, and he told me about this dream and this vision he had to create a platform to help people struggling with addiction. So a few years ago, we collaborated and put together the Lindell Recovery Network, lindellrecoverynetwork.org. It's free. Mike has poured millions of dollars into this platform to help people in it. It's no cost to you. You can go on there and connect to powerful testimonials. There's a church and treatment center database. All of the help is free or low cost. We also have the cornerstone of our program, which is the Operation Restored Warrior Program. You can go through the whole course for free. Mike often talks about this being the way that he was really filled with the Holy Spirit and led into a real relationship with Christ. He, he considered himself a Christian, but didn't really think he was walking with Jesus. So you can go on to lindellrecoverynetwork.org, go under door C, and you'll find the complete Operation Restored Warrior course. So check it out. It's so powerful and transformational. Okay. We look forward to watching tomorrow when you got Liz on with this blockbuster yeah. book and the story of the George Floyd situation. And you you pass the word. We definitely want her on War Room. So thanks, Melissa. Thanks Thank for doing us a solid. You got it. Okay, short commercial break. Our own Natalie Winters. Wow. Wuhan Lab and some of their partners that have been on TV a lot recently talking trash about people. You're going to be kind of shocked next in the War Room. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait. 
or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, Hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up. End quote. Now that's the Field of Greens Better Health Promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit is due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy... If you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-C, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. 
Okay, welcome back. Our own Natalie Winters joins us. Natalie, there's been a lot up uh, about one of your favorite topics, but it's about there may be direct involvement and in actually financing by the Chinese Communist Party. So I want to take it from the top. And you've heard, you've seen, you read the Wall Street Journal today. You've been all over this Sequoia situation. You understand the rot, the Democratic Party is essentially bought and paid for with CCP money. The, uh, you see that through Mike Moritz and the money they're funneling through Sequoia. But it's also expanded now to the Republican Party. So we have, as you've been saying, it's even beyond elite capture. Now it's kind of elite merger. But walk me through this this loudmouth who's been on TV nonstop since he kind of got called out. <laughs> was it by Elon Musk or uh, or Robert Kennedy and, uh, and on the Joe Rogan show? And this guy went once again resurfaced. He was on TV every second during the uh, pandemic and during the vaccine. And now there's been some other uh, investigation about his relationships. I know you've been all over this from the beginning. So take it from the top and walk us through today's subject. Sure. Well, I, I think our theory of the case has always been that basically the entire Democratic Party and a lot of these establishment Republicans have been bought off by the Chinese Communist Party. And I think people who watch this show see that, right? You see the policy outputs, you see the weak controlled opposition, China committees, uh, and you never really get any real action. But I think what we're learning now as the days go by is that this is sort of curated, uh, again, it's really just controlled opposition um, of talking heads, of pundits, of politicians, also extends um, into the realm of science and the pharmaceutical industry, and specifically U.S. taxpayer-funded science. I'm, of course, talking about uh, American researchers who receive your taxpayer dollars, millions of them every year, uh, from Anthony Fauci and now his, uh, his big pharma-linked successor. Uh, but a, a really interesting case of this, obviously, people who watch the show are familiar with the names Peter Doshak and Ralph Barrick. But what's so interesting is that these people are not isolated incidents. There are a lot of Americans who have received taxpayer dollars from Anthony Fauci to fund research that is in not just collaboration, but frankly, it's being spearheaded and controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, specifically the Wuhan Institute of Virology and their network of People's Liberation Army controlled labs. And before we get into what exactly Dr. Peter Hotez, which is who we're talking about today, what exactly he was doing and sort of the interesting similarities that it bears to the whole entire COVID-19 pandemic and more precisely COVID-19 vaccines. Just to take a, a quick step back, because you were talking about the China initiative with uh, Brian, and, and I think that that's a really important point to make here. Sure, the China initiative was, was sort of performative, but the Chinese Communist Party vehemently detested the China initiative. They went into overdrive, pumping out all of their surrogates using Chinese state media and these kind of civil rights groups to decry it as racist. That was sort of the angle of attack that they took. But one of the main tenets of the China initiative was going after the Thousand Talents plan. And the Wuhan Institute of Virology is one of the labs that participated. I mean, basically all of the labs in China do. But if you read a lot of Chinese Communist Party literature in Chinese language on the lab, it, it's indisputable that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was actively engaged in recruiting foreign talents to come overseas and work with them in China. And that's why you see such a convergence, really a confluence of these American scientists working specifically at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. But the key point to make here is not just that we were basically outsourcing scientific research and deadly pathogens and gain-of-function research, but it's very, very curious. And like you always say, there's no conspiracies but there are no coincidences. 
a lot of these American researchers who are caught up in the Thousand Talents S program at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in turn became some of the worst critics of people who promoted the lab leak theory and some of the loudest proponents of the natural origin theory, which is, of course, the Chinese Communist Party's preferred narrative on the origins of COVID. But this is where it really gets interesting because obviously the Chinese Communist Party makes it difficult to really find hard, you know, cold evidence, right, that the people She's that they compromise are indeed compromised it, it okay? by them. I'm not sure if you can you can hear me. I will I will keep talking. Um, but the, the yeah, key yeah, point. Hang, hang on for a second. Hang, yeah, hang, sure, sure, sure. Hang on for a second because it, it's coming in choppy. Can we get can we re, can we reboot her real quickly? Uh, what Natalie? Let's go ahead and reboot Natalie. Uh, and what Natalie's talking about is the CCP funds these programs, funds these programs at universities, funds these programs uh, in China for people to come here, funds these programs of people to work with them. And this is, you know, the Thousand Talents program. This is one of the reasons they went so ballistic on the, on what was called the China Initiative. The China Initiative was a, and let me know when she's ready to go, uh, just, just put her back up. The China Initiative was not a super, uh, how do I say this? Not just broad based, but it wasn't going to go at the top levels. And we keep arguing there's top level people here that are compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, so the Justice Department, the FBI, Chris Ray, don't need to go out and make big speeches at uh, at Reagan Library. A uh, Bill Barr doesn't need to go make uh, on Fox and talk about it. They just got to start looking at the laptop from hell, which they had in there when he made that speech in January was a 20. He already had. The laptop from hell that they had verified was legitimate. The, the whistleblower told us in November of 19. However, they did have this program. And Natalie's absolutely correct. They went absolutely ballistic. One of the reasons I think they went ballistic, they were afraid other nations may, may pick up on it. And then they were going to have a problem. So, Natalie, go ahead and pick up. One thing I want to do is just explain to the audience what the Thousand Talents program is and why it's so important in their kind of overall um, unrestricted warfare against the West. Sure. Well, when it comes to China's like broader geopolitical goals in terms of reorienting global hegemony, so they're on top and the United States is, is no longer, it's not even that they want a bipolar world, I would argue. They want a unipolar world where they are the sole power. Uh, one of the avenues whereby they've identified as being the primary way to advance that is, of course, science, technology, engineering, and math, STEM, um, particularly advanced scientific research. Um, and the Thousand Talents plan is sort of how they try to draw particularly Western scientists, obviously from the United States, overseas um, to actually conduct their research in China to, of course, the then advancement of the Chinese scientific sector um, as opposed to the United States. And why that bumped up against the China initiative was because a lot of these professors were failing to disclose the fact that they will that they were simultaneously receiving funds from the Chinese Communist Party while also receiving funds from US taxpayers and again to go even more kind of meta because you know receiving funds from two countries simultaneously wouldn't necessarily uh, be a sin at face value or, or a crime but it's because when the Chinese Communist Party has these scientists 
in their orbit, it's not for altruistic scientific research, right? It's not to actually advance the cause of science. It's specifically to use scientific advancement to the detriment of the West, propping up the Chinese Communist Party. And of course, all of this looming over the fact that there really is no, for lack of a better term, Chinese wall between military and civilian uh, science, right? They have military civil fusion over there. So even though you might be working on, you know, gain of function research, just totally hypothetically, uh, to understand where bat coronaviruses come from genetically, you know, two years later, oh no, all of a sudden the PLA is working on a vaccine that's curiously timed with the release of COVID-19 uh, into the world. So that's sort of where it gets it gets very messy. And you're exactly right when it comes to, I, I remember back in the Trump administration when Ray and Barr were doing all these speeches about Chinese Communist Party infiltration, but as they always did, you know, they were missing the forest for the trees. They were focusing primarily on the foreign agent registration acts and how there were so many registered foreign lobbyists here in the United States on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party. As it stands, there are around 270. Um, but, you know, Hunter Biden wasn't a registered foreign agent. People like Peter Hotez, people like Peter Doshak, people like Ralph Barrick aren't registered foreign agents when they should be. And I, I've always maintained this. The Chinese Communist Party you know, when, when you go CCP, you don't go back. They're like a radioactive element. There is no way that you can be involved with the Chinese Communist Party, take money from them, take research grants from them, and not be compromised. And the way that you see that is that it was the researchers like Peter Doshak, like Ralph Barrick, like Peter Hotez, who took millions of dollars in these joint scientific research programs between the United States and China. Oftentimes, it was de jour branches of the Chinese military funding these initiatives, right? Ardently Chinese Communist Party outfits funding them. And these were the loudest voices propping up Chinese Communist Party propaganda on the origins of COVID and, stone, and not just that, but stonewalling investigations into the true origins. So I know the United States doesn't necessarily like uh, to conduct foreign policy with a strong emphasis on you know, ROI or return on investment. That's why we're hemorrhaging billions of dollars to Ukraine. But that's not the guiding principle that the Chinese Communist Party follows. They get a very high ROI on the foreign voices and foreign individuals and foreign groups that they choose to invest in. And right now with, with COVID and specifically the, the ongoing debate about the origins, you see that ROI on full display because people who are American, I would argue American in name only, right? The people who are also simultaneously on the mainstream media networks that are also up to their chins in Chinese Communist Party cash and foreign influence operations. But these are the voices that the Chinese Communist Party had been investing in and curating for decades. So even if they did release a bioweapon that is COVID-19, which obviously at the show we believe they did, um, they would have you know immunity against it because they're rather insurance because they had a whole entire line of defense of American scientists uh, who would be defending them. So it it really is calculated. I think, you know, it's easy to get caught up on these one individuals, um, but it's it's a broader network. It's a broader campaign that the Chinese this, Communist Party is yeah. waging. This, this, this is what I wanted to have you follow uh, Costello, because he talked about the pressure that came against the, the China Initiative in talking about Moritz funding the ACLU. And when they shut it down, they said, well, hey, we got pressure from two groups. We got pressure from the civil rights group saying this is racist, which is nonsense. Lao Beijing will tell you this, the, the CCP is the 
is the worst destroyer of the spirit and soul of the Chinese people. But he also said they got tremendous pushback by the universities, and particularly the research universities. I know something that's bugged you from the beginning is the association of, of not just Hodes and, and, and Fauci and these guys, but also they're all associated with some of the most prominent uh, research universities, Barrick, the whole crowd. So walk me through that, because you're seeing this is this is the way their system works of compromise and control of the United States of America. Walk us through that other aspect. We said they got tremendous blowback from the research universities and, and from all these prominent uh, researchers and research scientists. I know on the Barrick and Hotez case, which you've been all over, that's always bugged you from the beginning, ma'am. Yeah, well, I think it's important to look at these, for lack of a better term, COVID experts as a symptom of a much bigger problem, which is that these universities are just awash with Chinese Communist Party cash. But obviously people know that. But where I think that the real issue is, is the fact that the legislation is such that they don't have to actually disclose who is actually funding them if it comes from foreign sources. And while the Trump administration tried to sort of work around that, there's really been no meaningful legislative changes to that. So these universities can literally take any amount of money from the Chinese Communist Party. They don't even have to put it in a shell company or pretend that it's coming from some nonprofit. And they don't have to list it. They don't have to report it. That's what we saw going on, for example, with the with Penn and the Biden Center because they weren't listing who exactly was giving them money. Yeah, they had to show what money they were bringing in, but that you don't have to itemize it. And you don't even have to necessarily show which school or which kind of subunit of a school it gets filtered to. And that's why it's so concerning because so many of the upper echelon people within the Biden regime, they all come from Yale, from Harvard, uh, University of Chicago, Stanford. And it's not just the ideological compromise that goes on there. This is like Brian was saying, people get put up there as fellows, they get put up there to give speeches. And it's basically just, I mean, it's money laundering. That's what it is. It's a sort of a barely legal way for the Chinese Communist Party uh, to pay people to give, you know, an hour long speech. They get paid an inordinate amount of money. And to make the sort of even the further point, which is the revolving door, is that so many of the people who then kind of, I would argue, fall backwards uh, into government and specifically into the Biden regime, they're coming from all of these elite institutions. Take Pamela Carlin, for example, the number one school that was lobbying the DOJ to drop the China initiative was Stanford. They wrote, even though they have the Hoover Institution, they wrote a whole letter slamming it as racist, saying that you need to drop it. This is you know, a horrible tragedy of justice. And Pamela Carlin used to be one of the top professors uh, in leadership at Stanford University before becoming basically top dog at, at DOJ, leading those efforts to stop uh, audits into, into the elections in Arizona. Um, so this is how they do it. It, it really is brilliant um, in terms of the Chinese Communist Party. They know money talks and these universities are strapped for cash. And of course, they still want to be able to accept and take foreign students. But that's why it's so concerning, because it, it goes all the way to the top universities and all of the people that I've listed, with the exception of Peter Doshak, they've all been affiliated um, with universities. I mean, I think the, probably the best example, too. Um, is take the Galveston National Laboratory, which is affiliated with the University of Texas. Um, this is a biosafety level four lab. They were running a I mean, decade-long 
joint partnership with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where they were training them to work with the world's, quote, most deadly pathogens. And if we obtained through FOIA requests the, the intricacies, the details about this arrangement, and the Wuhan Institute of Virology could tell the Galveston National Laboratory that they would have to erase documents, delete documents, delete pathogens, not have any meaningful transparency into what Wuhan was doing, and they would have to be okay with it. And they signed off on it. And the only logical reason as to why people would be okay with what the Chinese Communist Party is doing from a contractual perspective, but even just broader from a geopolitical perspective, is if they're just paying you so much money um, that you can't say no, and that's that's what they've been doing. Last thing before I let you go, and we only got a couple of minutes, but you also did about Blinken. Talk to me about that uh, consulting firm they had. I mean, we talk about it in the Praetorian Guard around him. It, it's at the research university. It's every step of the way, and of course, not just the Hunter Biden is being compromised, but you got Blinken and Sullivan. Every one of these guys has got their hands somewhere in a different cookie jar that's got CCP cash in it. Am I incorrect on that, ma'am? See, this is why I both love and hate doing Battleground, because I get to be on here for longer, but also makes me more upset because we can follow these stories to their logical conclusion. And Anthony, Anthony Blinken is a perfect example of that because his consulting firm, West Exec Advisors, which was basically located at the White House, not right next door, one of their main consultancy practices was advising American institutions, colleges and universities on how to re receive foreign funds. Um, if you look at their website, which of course has now been deleted, the top country that they talked about was China. This was quite literally what they were making money off of doing. Um, and remember, Blinken was involved with the Penn Biden Center. Blinken had been speaking um, at a bunch of these universities that were, of course, funded by the Chinese Communist Party, um, at these institutions and these symposiums where they were advocating for, you know, closer ties between China and the United States. That's the euphemistic slogan that they always love. We talked about Kurt Campbell, Joe Biden's Asia czar, being involved with CEFC China Energy. That was the firm that Hunter Biden was working for. I think my, my point is the overall takeaway is that the people like Hunter Biden, Peter Hotez, it's important to know their names because we need to make them famous and infamous because the left is very good at doing that. We're not good at doing that. But you need to remember that these aren't just isolated individuals. Don't miss the forest for the trees. There are a ton of Hunter Biden, maybe not on the degeneracy front, but in terms of the compromise front, there are a ton of people like him. There are a ton of people like Blinken. There are a ton of people like Hotez. And if you want to find them, just look at the top levels of the United States government because the Chinese Communist Party has intentionally put them there. Like I said, they have given the Americans a masterclass in what foreign diplomacy with a high ROI is. Uh, just look at the Biden regime. Natalie, you're a national uh, treasure. You really are. You're encyclopedic knowledge. And this is because for three years, the last three years of her life, ever since the pandemic started under the tutelage of Raheem over at National Pulse and now at the War Room, you have used that uh, Harvard Westlake University of Chicago training and really gotten into the receipts. And that's why your knowledge of this is, quite frankly, better than anybody's in Washington, D.C., where they go to get you on social media, ma'am, and how they get your exclusive content on our site and through our emails. Well, I, I blame uh, Delta Gamma, uh, but you can find me at Natalie <laughs> Winter <laughs> on, uh, on all platforms and make sure, especially Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, but make sure you go to warrooms.org uh, to get the newsletter and sign up for it. 
I am not going to blame your sorority. I'm going to go back to your prep school and blame some of the, the hateful <laughs> teachers there, right? The mean girl teachers. If they could only see you now. They're not girls. They changed their gender to become trans. So the, the mean trans. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, thank you. Great job. Um, man, this thing with the CCP, I'm telling you, it is bad. It's a disgrace. And coming up on the 4th of July weekend, we're going to focus a lot on this about what the revolutionary generation would think about where we are today, what they stood for, what they fought for, what they delivered for us, what they bequeathed to us versus what we've done with it as a nation. Not you, the War Room Posse. We know you're fighting. Okay, we're going to be back here at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. I will make you one commitment. The show will be absolutely on fire. We'll see you back here at 10 a.m. in the War Room. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.